Hello and welcome to another edition of the KSL.com Campus Report Podcast, the end of summer edition here in the KSL.com Campus Report Studio, brought to you by, well, actually brought to you by nobody because we're still looking for that title sponsor. Still looking. Um, But we are brought to you by the BYU Football Class of 1995. Because I'm joined by a very special guest today in Hema Hemuli. Junior. Junior. <laughs> Get that right. Not the BYU football class of 95 <laughs> running back. No. Uh, Hema Hemuli Jr. In fact, at that time, I was five years old. I was five years old in 1992. Okay, so I got to ask this question, Hema. I've never asked you this, but you probably get this a lot. Hema Hemuli Jr., KSL Sports producer. Those of you who don't know, those of us who aren't following our other podcast, right. Sports Beat After Hours, you need to go and do that right now. Download on iTunes. Yeah. Or, uh, Spotify, whatever. Uh, we'll get that out of the way. But I got to ask you this. I've never asked you this before, and I'm sure you get it a lot. Okay. Do you remember your uncles? I won't ask you about your father, sure. obviously, who also played football at BYU. But do you remember your uncles, your namesakes of football playing days at all? I, I, I don't. As far as, like, being there, like, remembering, I have no idea. No. In fact, I have more clear memories of his wedding than I do of... <laughs> Uh, when he played, but I do know a lot of, I mean, a few things of when he played, um, because, you know, I, I grew up a huge BYU fan, still like BYU. Um, but watching all the old tapes, even when they are terrible, like last year, year. I still, we won't talk about that too much. We're moving forward. Moving forward. Turning the page, turning the other cheek Yeah, because our cheek is sore from getting spanked so many times last year. Um, so my uncle, my namesake, Hema Hemuli, uh, was senior. a standout senior. I guess he's senior, right? I guess. <laughs> I guess. So I, so, okay. Quick aside. I had a conversation with somebody and they said, you're only a junior if your father is your same name Ooh. and they're only a senior if their son is their same name. So you know what I'm saying? So I like, think it's definitely true for the latter. I think he can technically only be a senior if his son has that name. Okay. I think that may definitely be true. I'm not sure on the junior part. Yeah. I However, don't know. there is a recent trend where some juniors are going by the second, and it's not very oh. common because usually junior is the second. Like, right. Like senior, junior, That's then true. third, fourth, fifth. But then the second comes into play if there's like a more distant. Yeah. If there's like more distant. Like I know of a guy who. Um, he went by the second because he was named after his grandfather. Okay. Verbatim. So it skipped a generation. Gotcha. But he was still the second. So he was, name. he was just like John Smith two. Yeah. Yeah. He was like John Carter the second. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hey, if any of you that are listening, if any of you are listening, <laughs> just message us on, uh, on, uh, Twitter or something. Send, send us a DM on, on Instagram. That's probably how we'll see it. Okay. At KSL Sports. At KSL Sports. Tell us what the rule is, because I have no idea. The reason I've gone by junior for so long is because people straight tell me, hey, I remember watching you play. Uh, no, I didn't play. I was, like I said, five when my <laughs> uncle played in 92. Also, was, not not a former college football player, right? Right. I Just didn't play football in college. No, okay. yeah. I didn't. I, I'm like the black sheep of my family. Lacrosse player. I didn't, He's a lacrosse player. I didn't play lacrosse. For those of you who want to know. I did play football, but our team wasn't so great in my latter years. Uh, so let's go back. Uh, Hemihimuli senior. We're going to use that for now. Yeah. We'll say senior. He, uh, was a standout football player. I think all American was at Provo high. 
Shouts to the Bulldogs. Shout out to P-Town. P-Town. Um, and he went to BYU, was a great running back slash return guy. Um, Finished finish his college career with, uh, I just pulled it up, 1,426 rushing yards, mm-hmm. 11 touchdowns. Uh, 1,200 receiving yards, 10 more touchdowns. Also did half of that on uh, really bad uh, ankles. Oh, yeah. Or, wait, ankle? Had, no, he, knee. What was the really bad injury his junior he, year? He did have – was so he did have some knee problems, um, joint problems, but his junior year he blew his Achilles. That's what it was. That's the one, yeah. His he Achilles. blew his Achilles yeah, tendon. That's what I'm thinking of. And kind of – it kind of halted his football career. Uh, he didn't play football after that. Uh, but he has, he is a very successful, um, he's very successful in the business world. He's got kids that are playing sports now. A lot of them, uh, they all went to Lone Peak are going to Lone Peak standout athletes, tennis players, by the way. Yeah. Shouts to my cousin, his oldest, her name's Leah. Hey, Mooley. She's playing tennis, but at Utah. Ooh. Yeah. She's a Ute. Is that a little bit of a betrayal for your family? It's interesting. No, uh, we don't, I don't know. For... You're kind of a Stanford family now, anyway. So. We are. I mean, we kind of are, just because yeah. my bro, my littlest brother, he's playing at Stanford right now. He's a shout fullback. out to the H train, H train turbo, aka Turbo Tongan, <laughs> um, out there in uh, PA. You always got to bring race into it. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. So like, you know, it's whatever. Polynesians, I feel like more than anyone else, are just like, you know, we're BYU fans, but we're not like, oh, I can't wear red. Like, nah, we'll we'll report, we'll uh, support our cousins and. Um, all that stuff. So anyways, that's the backstory. So I, I used Hema Hemuli Jr. in my life because people think I'm, uh, my, my elder uncle. <laughs> I don't know which, if it's got an old face. Like, which I don't he know. is not. Yeah. Is which not. I am not. And just to clear up in case his mother is listening to this podcast, um, he does not look like his uncle. <laughs> I do not. He does not look like his uncle. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of people think he does. We yeah. just got stopped earlier is today that, with is somebody that, thinking that he looks like his uncle. He, he kind of does Let's not. be honest. Is that mildly racist? It might be. <laughs> is that just mildly be. racist? No. I feel like you look more like your dad. <laughs> I um, do. But, again, I mean, I'm a little older than you, but I was also only like nine when your uncle was playing yeah. at BYU. So I don't remember super well, but I feel like you look a little more like your dad in his playing days. From like yeah, highlight reels and for stuff sure. Especially if you like look up. So my dad played in. Uh, on he was on the '84 team. He was a sophomore, I think, that year. Um, so when he started in '83, you can look it up. 1983 to like '85, you can see a picture of my dad. Um, young, strapping young man. He rocked the mustache all through uh, college, which thank God he shaved it off because he. Kind of looks like a Tongan Burt Reynolds. I'm I'm fairly certain I spelled his name wrong, so I'm sorry. But nope, there he is. I mean, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, number oh, thirty-five. Oh, there's even the mustache. Yeah. Have, no, it, oh yeah. He had the mullet and yep. the mustache. Yep. I've got the mullet right now, but um. So can I can I make a confession? So your dad your dad's uh, mug shot profile mug. Yeah. From the BYUCougars.com athletic site. Uh huh. Um. He looks a lot like my dad back in the eighties. Oh, really? So interesting. Um, he looks like he looks like a Polynesian version of my dad in a lot of ways. <laughs> so first of all, yeah. A, are we related? We must we be. probably are. Yeah. Um, and B, 
I'm starting to think that my dad had like zero sense of style from the 80s. And that's just kind of how everybody looked around. Like that's kind of, yeah, that's how everybody was. So I don't know if your dad also came straight from Tonga, but like. He did not come straight from Tonga. (laughs) Straight out of the deserts of Arizona. Oh yeah. Funny story. Like my, my dad and all his brothers, like we call them, we call them fobs, (laughs) FOBs, fresh off the boat. It's not derogatory. It's just kind of funny in the poly community. And, uh, their style was like my dad, this is the eighties. Right. And he came fresh off the boat, rocking like tight bell bottom pants. Mm, That mullet. Uh, Yeah. Beautiful. But yeah, that mullet, it'll run you over. That's for Dang sure. No, he was a great player, though. He was a great player. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm making fun of your dad. No, I'm really no. not. Also, your dad could like destroy me like at anything, <laughs> whether it's 1983 version of him or yeah. even like now. Like so, like yeah, I don't want to. No, that's yeah. That... Like I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of your dad, but because he was incredible. But yeah, that mustache and that mullet. I know. Deserve. You know what? We've actually got Ooh, yeah. something for this. Let's um, give it a little sum sum. Yeah, that that mustache and that mullet very much achievement unlocked. Deserve an achievement. So. Let me can I tell you a story? Um so we're you know, before we head back head into the show, we got a lot of BYU stuff to talk about. <clears throat> but it is almost B, uh football season. And it is. Uh summer training's been going on for athletes of different levels and um I have a story that Jason Buck actually mentioned, I think, on his show, or maybe it was on Hans Olsen's show. I on don't remember. On the uh, Rivals podcast. Was it on the Rivals? On the KSL News Radio app, I believe. Yeah. So Jason Buck played with my dad, Lockheed. Go check that out. We're no longer on that app. Thanks, okay. News Radio. They booted <laughs> us, I guess. Um, but you guys should all go check out the app. Check out Jason Buck, Scott Mitchell on the Rivals podcast. Yeah. This is probably the same story. Yeah. I think I it think is. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I think But, you but I'll let you. I'll let you. Um, and the story goes, basically, uh, my dad would never work out or do anything during the summer. Jason Buck and all the other linemen, like, they would, you know, work their butts off to lift, be stronger for the coming football season. Well, anyways, Jason Buck says that they didn't, they hated my dad. And not, they didn't really hate him, but they just hated that he would do, he would just come in. After summer, you know, in like flip flops and whatever, go into the weight room and then just bang out like 400 <laughs> on bench just for nothing, like easy. While him and the guys have been like trying to work up to like, you know, weight that heavy. And uh, yeah, that's just like what my dad was like a naturally strong athlete. Um, yeah, lots of stories like that. Maybe I'll sprinkle them yeah. here and there every once in a while. That might be the most on-brand Heimuli story. <laughs> very uh, on-brand. Yeah, it's very on-brand for the Heimuli clan. For all of them, whether it's Hema or Hema Jr. or Locke or Houston. Houston or, at Stanford. Or uh, any of the other. What, what did you call your little brother? I call him the H-Train. But the H-Train? <laughs> oh, Turbo Tongan. Tur- Turbo Tongan. Yeah. Is that official? Does he have? We need to reserve that Twitter handle. Too. Oh, yeah, for at sure. Turbo Tongan for him. We'll make it happen. Yeah, we got to make it. Go follow. If any of y'all are listening to this, go follow at Turbo Tongan. <laughs> um, no, don't, because I don't know who it is. It's not us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll get one. We'll get one. Yeah. There might be an underscore in there or something in there, but but we'll we'll, we'll get that handle. We'll let you know. Yeah, we're gonna get that handle. Um, the reason I brought Hemahemuli Junior uh, onto the Canvas Report podcast today was to talk a little bit about BYU. We're gonna look ahead to some BYU football fall camp storylines briefly in a second, but 
some pretty big news dropped this week. About the BYU rugby program, uh, I would argue BYU's most successful athletic program, BYU rugby, for the first True. time in for the first time in 28 years, the five-time national champion Cougars are looking for a new head coach. Not just uh, head coach, looking for almost a yeah, new an entirely staff. new coaching staff. So news started to trickle out yesterday via the Deseret News and a few other outlets. Yeah, fully confirmed today from the team and from the the university. Uh, head coach Dave Smith and longtime assistant Wayne Tarahuiti, um, who I think you know. I think you know Coach Wayne. He um, knows you at least. He, he, yeah. He's brought you up to me. So I don't know if you don't know him. That might be a little no, awkward. No, I do. But he has brought you up to me. Yeah. Um, so anywho, Coach Wayne and head coach Dave Smith are both out, both resigned as of a couple days ago from the BYU rugby team. Yeah. Um, these two have been at BYU since 1990 coaching the rugby program that won national championships in 2009, 2012, 2013, 2014, and 2015, although that 2015 Varsity Cup title was, was uh, technically mm-hmm. stripped um, for the use of a an alleged, allegedly ineligible player. It, but it's like, um, okay. Coincidentally enough, a year after that title was stripped, the Varsity Cup folded. Right. We're not, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than that, mm-hmm. but those those two are facts. Yep. We'll let you guys put the two together. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, so Dave Smith is out. Wayne Tarahuiti is out in a statement. And then I'll come to you. Okay. Because I know you're a big rugby guy. You're not a BYU rugby guy necessarily, but I know you're a sure. huge rugby guy. I haven't heard this. So this is the first time I've heard any of this stuff that you're about to read. So um, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, in a statement from Coach Smith. Um, he says, uh, at the time the news broke, I was out of town in an area with very limited cell coverage, uh, but I've had many phone texts and email messages in the meantime. Um, he says, in 2011, the extramural sports program of which the rugby team is a part of was, this is again, head coach David Smith, was moved into the student life department. That change made it difficult to run the rugby program with the standards we were used to. Simply put... Our vision, strategies, and goals for the rugby program do not align with those of the student life department. So after 30-plus years of being a part of the BYU rugby program, I have decided to step aside and move on. So Coach Smith goes on in his long statement, thanking the fans, thanking the former players, the alums, uh, several current and former assistant coaches, including Wayne Tarahuiti, uh, Salisi Sika, Steve St. Pierre, Derek Smith, Kimball Kerr, uh, Justin Adald, uh, the Ormsby brothers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, wow! But Hema, this is uh, this is a little fire. This is yeah, yeah like this. This uh, is I didn't. This hear, is a big deal. So they're moving rugby to student life. No, no. In 2011, they oh. moved to student life. Okay, so they. So and, I just I, all I know is that they've had problems trying to do what they want to do um, under the, I don't know, what would you say? Under the, um, the, cause they're, so they're not, obviously they're not NCAA. They're kind of under. Yeah. They're a club sport. Yeah. They're under different rules. Don't get as much. No scholarships, just championships. Money. Yes. <laughs> Lots of championships. Yeah, lots of championships. Um, so I, it's, it was already hard for them to, 
to direct the program in the way that they wanted to direct it, mm-hmm. with sure. a, with the standard of uh, the high standard of uh, organization that they that it deserves. Quite frankly, um, so I don't know. I'm I'm still waiting for more. I really want to know more dirt on like what exactly happened. Um, that. Well, so I, th- I think you read right there. Simply put, our vision, strategies, and goals for the rugby program do not align with those of the student life department. I feel like I feel like Coach Smith right here is kind of bringing the heat in a lot of ways in sure. his outgoing statement, saying this is, this is a, a university problem and something need, needs to change. I mean, B- BYU hasn't had to has, hasn't had to find another men's rugby coach since 1990. Uh, and even with the women's rugby program, Tom Waka, I know, technically resigned a couple years ago, but that was right. more on a technicality as they shifted kind of the focus and emphasis of the program. He was allowed to reapply, and he right. very quickly regained the job. Mm-hmm. So while he resigned, I, I don't think anybody really counts it as a resignation. Right. But now Dave, Dave Smith here has been at the helm of this program for uh, uh, 28 going on 29 years for a program that's been around for 52 years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's massive. That's a massive effort. And trying to replace a guy of that caliber, let right. alone what he was able to put on the field, on the rugby pitch, is just, I mean, it's it's an incredible undertaking. Yeah. What, like, so I didn't read this, like I said before, and it seems pretty long just from what I'm looking at. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Does he say in there like what finally? I mean, he doesn't say made it specifically. Him... Okay, that's what I'm really wondering, like what it is, because um, it seems like it's been festering for a little while. This whole problem right. with and, the program, and it, it should be noted. So this change came about in 2011. BYU rugby and other extramural sports, women's rugby, men's and women's lacrosse, men's soccer, et cetera, were all moved under the Student Life Department rather than having their own office of extramural sports. Uh, so the Student Life Department also runs intramurals on campus. Um, it, uh, it also runs... Um, it, it, also, it, it also runs... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess intramural, intramural activities. Oh, um, like intramural uh, sports. Yeah, yeah, not not just sports, but but like other like student activities, okay. kind of a thing, um, sort of extracurricular type activities, if gotcha. you will. I guess um, that aren't like part of the athletic department, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it runs all of that. All of that is brought under the same banner, and I think it should be noted that this isn't the first time one of these extramural club sports. And pretty successful ones has run into problems with, and we don't know the full extent of the other one, but with admin with administrative changes in that department. Yeah. You'll remember just a year ago the BYU men's soccer team, um, after spending about fifteen or sixteen years in the Premier Development League, playing in the summertime, playing against semi-professional competition, mm-hmm. announced that they were leaving that realm and going back to the much, 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 much lower quality. In IRSA collegiate club scene, right. uh, where they won a national championship, I think like four nil or four one mm-hmm. in the title match, um, just like a one hundred percent lower lower standard of play um, 
in in soccer. Mm-hmm. And so with what happened to the BYU men's soccer program and now what's happened to the BYU men's rugby program, you got to think there's there's something else going on Absolutely. in this department. I mean, right or wrong, it's not a good look no. for BYU to be having all of these issues and these issues that are now becoming public for these programs that in their day were very successful and very yeah. good, not, not money makers, but kind of... Uh, outreach institutions for sure. the university. The pres- their prestige was there. I know for a fact that a lot of uh, like Pacific Islander international rugby playing student athletes, especially LDS ones, looked to BYU to further their education, but they also knew that there was an elite club there that, you know, won a national championship in 2009, you know, won Varsity Cup, you know, 13, 14, 15, we talked about that. Um, so I feel like it's a big loss for for those international students. I mean, think of the gems that came out of the rugby program that ended up playing at the, at the at, on, on the football team, right? Obviously, Paul Asike is probably the most popular one. Um, he played football. Current Utah Warrior. Current Utah Warrior. Shouts to the Utah Warriors. Yeah, shout out to the Warriors. Shout out Hell to of Daniels. a season. Uh he not only excelled on the rugby pitch, he excelled on the football field, he excelled in the classroom, and he did pretty dang well in uh, the NFL. Uh, then also, like, Johnny Lunahan, uh, another rugby player turned football player. Uh, so BYU football has even benefited from this rugby program, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think that there were no scholarships on this on this team. So... You would think that a that an institution would want to keep that organization running as well as they can, um, seeing the the auxiliary benefits coming from that team, well, like BYU rugby, and and especially when you now have this pyramid, this rugby pyramid being established in the state of Utah, where BYU can take both uh, players rising up through the Utah youth rugby system, play at BYU, develop at BYU, and then move on to professional contracts with the Utah Warriors and Major League Rugby, which, by the way, is coming back for a second season next year. It's already confirmed. Absolutely. And half uh, their team is BYU yeah, guys. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Them and uh, it's it's BYU guys. It's a bunch of BYU guys and Natalauti who played at the U. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's basically their team. Um also, shout out, uh, shout out to a couple of former like Colorado's, like a Colorado oh, sure. defensive lineman, and a couple others there. But, but that's neither Alex. here nor there. Yeah, yeah. yeah love Anyways, you, Alex. But it's it's uh, it's a uh, <laughs> it's it's concerning. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of too early to like trace what's happening. Um, I want to see what happens yeah. to. Coach I don't. Smith. I don't know if we want to necessarily speculate on on the dirty deeds behind this program mm. or whatever. We don't know. Yeah. Um, we need to say that up front. We we definitely don't know. It's probably not fair to totally speculate. Yeah. But again, this this is just this is a black eye. This doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good on the on the culture of BYU. It doesn't look good for the rugby community. That's still like a sapling right now, still trying to grow. Um, yeah. So, and us being in the dark and being fans of the sport, and uh, for me, part of being a fan of the school, hoping that the team does well. Uh, it it doesn't look good. It makes me worried. Um, it makes me wonder if there was something. Obviously, this is what I think. Can I tell you what I think, Sean? Uh-oh. I think 
We're gonna speculate. No, this isn't. This isn't hot takes. Pure, this pure is just, speculation. Right this now is from just Hannah Hamilton Jr. This is just the. I've you know I'm tracing the string back with everybody else. You know this is the path I've been able to find. All right. right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's <laughs> let's before before we introduce this. Okay. Um. Well, my my my. Hmm. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So no, I just think that so. BYU has a rugby program. Um, 2011. This is true. <laughs> 2011. I can confirm. Things get shaken up a little bit with them being put underneath student uh, student life. Is that the name? Student yeah. life. Yeah, the, student, the Department of Student Life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, then time goes on. I think, so BYU wins, you know, the Varsity Cup 2013, 2014, 2015. 2016, they come in second place. They lost to Cal, mm-hmm. which is something that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. They should have four-peated. They, they had almost a three-try lead, two-and-a-half-try lead. Yeah. In they should have. Actually, they were a, yeah, they should yeah. have four-peated, uh, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. For a program to lose at home to, I would say, their rivals. Cal would be their rivals, yes, would absolutely. you say? absolutely. 100%. Cal, Cal rugby and BYU rugby are 1A and 1B nationally, no matter who and, you talk yeah. to. Um, that didn't, maybe that was what kind of sparked for the coaching staff. Like, okay, we need to rethink what we're doing. We're getting, we're getting nothing from the school. We come in second and maybe there's some kind of backlash. It's like, oh crap, we should have won. Um, maybe, I don't know, sports people with the school that are like, what the heck? You know how when the team loses, people kind of crap on the team. Uh, maybe that's what's happened, and maybe they're realizing, oh, we're very un- underappreciated right now, and maybe that's what's spurring this. Uh, this did they resign? Resignation, yeah, resignation of the entire the entire coaching maybe. staff. Maybe I mean it's in, it's entirely possible. Again, we're we're entirely speculating. yeah speculation. Absolutely, um, it is certainly possible. And <clears throat> since since that time, excuse me. Uh, less than three years ago when BYU lost to Cal in Provo in the Varsity Cup final, they have been kicked out of the Varsity Cup. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, a year later, the Varsity mm-hmm. Cup folded. Right. Uh, they moved back into Division One A rugby. And BYU really hasn't contended for a national title since then. Yeah. Um, they lost in the quarterfinals to Penn State this year. Um, the year, the first year that Cal and Navy and Utah right, and, right. and Arkansas State and a bunch of the big wigs came back to Division One A. So they lost in the quarterfinals this year. They didn't make it out of the. They didn't make it past the semifinals. I know last year. I can't mm-hmm. remember how far they made it, but but they lost pretty early in the Division One A rugby playoffs. Um, they really. I mean, I don't want this to sound too callous. I respect the rugby program and the tradition that they've been, but they've really kind of fallen off. Right. The last few years. And I. And they I, just haven't been the same. And I mean, like, and I don't know anything, and I was just speculating, but after that 2016 year, they kind of just took a nosedive. So something's going on. We don't know what it is, but I want to find out. Yeah. If you guys know, uh, sportsbeatatkslcom yeah, If you know anything, please enlighten us. Sportsbeatatkslcom Slide into our DMs on Instagram, at KSL Sports. You can reach our burner account, at JJ Sportsbeat. Or at Rod Zundel. Or at Rod Zundel. Or at MPET underscore three. Right. That's our favorite All burner of those account. Are our burner at accounts. MPET three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Send send us a tweet. Send us an Instagram DM, like I mentioned, if you know anything. Uh, we'll be happy to listen. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, but still, like I said, 
absolutely stunning news uh, this week out of Provo. I wanted to get that off of our chest because this this could have major, major ramifications um, on the local sports scene. Absolutely. But uh, you know what else could have major ramifications on the local sports scene? We're going to play a little more breaking news for you guys. Okay. Because, I don't know if you know this, Hema, but... Our long national nightmare is over. It is? We are almost to football season. Oh, yes. Yeah, so let's give that. You know what we got to give that? Cannot wait. We got to give that, like, several achievements. We're right around the corner. Right around the corner. Uh, So KSL Sports Beat is now, uh, we're about to start up our college football preview season. Yeah. Which is awesome. A week from Saturday. Um You'll see, uh, you'll see the BYU football preview as the mm-hmm. Cougars look to rebound from the entire show dedicated to BYU football previewing yep. the upcoming season. Yep, approximately uh, one ten-minute block for every win they had last year in the four-nine <laughs> season. Oh, jeez, uh, too soon. <laughs> too no. soon. Nah. Too soon. Nah, uh, the week after that, we'll follow you up with Utah football. So don't worry, Utes, we're coming for you too. Yep. And then the week after that, we'll even go to Ogden and we'll show some love to Utah State football. <laughs> Shouts to Ogden. Shouts to Ogden and the Utah State Aggies football program. <laughs> Program. It's gonna be great. We love you guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I thought just as kind of a a, uh, a primer, a what do they call it in the biz? A tease. A tease, if you will. Yeah, a li- as a little bit of a, a tease. titillating tease. A titillating tease. I like. Ooh, good word. Good <laughs> word, sir. Hold on. Achievement unlocked. Yeah, that's an achievement right there. Um, I thought maybe we we tease out a little bit of of what we're looking at, um, and we'll do more of this next week. But kind of what we're looking at with this BYU football season, and. Uh, just what 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 gets what gets you Hemahemuli Jr. son of Hemahemuli? Just kidding, <laughs> nephew of Hemahemuli. We won't rehash it again. Son of Lake Hemuli. Uh, what what gets you looking forward to this BYU football season as they try to rebound from the effects of four and nine? First and foremost, it is I think a redemption season. I think this season is the season that BYU needs to get back into the. Winning wheelhouse, if you will. Get back its swag. Get its swagger back. Although uh, Jay Swag Daddy is not with us anymore. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke, if you will. That's first and foremost. We just need to win. Okay, we need a winning season. Um, badly. That's the first thing we need. Uh, that's the thing that's most compelling to me in this being in this business and having BYU lineage is just like we need wins. We need to get back into winning form. And this year is the year to do it. Not only because they're not just any wins. This schedule is pretty stacked. Let me tell you, like, who BYU is going to play, okay? Oh, this is – okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, let me find uh... – okay. All right, go. Okay. So, Saturday, September 1st, we are opening at Arizona. Oh, yeah. I like it. At Arizona, first game. Second game. It's a good one. It, we're going to be at home against Cal. That's another good one. Another good team. Then we're going to, on the road to play Wisconsin. That's another That's Ugh. another good one. If you remember last year's Wisconsin game, not good. We need to redeem ourselves there. Then McNeese State, Cowboys at home, whoever those guys. Yeah. I don't care. Whoever the hell those guys are. Um, next game, at Washington. 
going to Seattle. That's another good one. Uh, next game at home, Utah State. Don't say I don't care because they freaking spanked us. All right, last we'll, year. Give, we'll give that one. Uh, then uh, at home against Hawaii. I don't care. Yeah, that's an I don't care. Then they have a bye. Northern Illinois. Who cares? Then we go. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give NIU a little bit of love. NIU oh. a perennial MAC power. I I think this could be a really big game for the Cougars. It's a game that they definitely need to win. You think so? Yes. All right. All right. They, we'll talk. If, we'll talk more about okay. that later in the season. This is like October, but sure. But I I like this game. I think this is a good game. You're not so high on this game. We'll we'll look a little bit down the road, um, and we'll talk that about a that later. Later for sure. Maybe then put, maybe put some money down. <laughs> Then we're going to Albertson Stadium to play the Broncos. All blue, everything. The rivalry game. Uh, UMass, New Mexico, and then the game everyone's waiting for. I don't care. At Utah. In Rice Apple Stadium. Ending the season as it really should. BYU-Utah in the final week of Can I just say that that is where the game needs to be played. In November. At Rice Eccles? (laughs) <laughs> at Rice Eccles or at Provo, whatever. I think we need a neutral site game between these two at Rio Tinto. Uh, neutral site in Vegas, home of the Raiders, is what <laughs> I'm talking about. That's what's going to be. I would have sent it to Rio Tinto Stadium because <laughs> I'm not sure if there's enough interest in either of these fan bases to fill more than 25,000 seats. Oh, my goodness. That Rio Tinto would be cool, <laughs> although they would hate us. They would hate us saying so us as in the football community. Don't, don't add us, afterwards. Trey. Don't add us. Yeah, Trey. Don't add listening. me, Trey. Don't add us. That's a big. That's a big schedule, and a schedule BYU needs to play, and a schedule that they need to win. Um, so that's the most compelling thing for me: getting wins this season, redeeming themselves. The second thing, and let's just touch on it very quickly: who's going to play quarterback? Who's taking the snaps? Um, usually, co- quarterback. Jason Hill, right? Taysom Hill for his 10th year, 10th year senior. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back to college. Uh, Usually quarterback controversies are like kind of negative because people are like, oh, like who's they're going to share time. A quarterback needs all the snaps. It's a good thing for us because we don't know what offense we're going to be running and we don't know who's going to step up to take. Well, Tanner's playing. He's going to. He's the oldest, you know, he's a captain, but, you know. Senior quarterback Tanner Mangum. Tanner Mangum. But, you know, who's Former gonna... touchdown of club of Columbus freshman of the year. And former uh, elite 11 quarterback. That too. Co-winner. Do, ca- co- do, do you remember who his co-MVP was co-MVP. for the elite 11? Do you remember? Do you remember who his, I do who remember. his co-MVP was? I do. Current Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback, <laughs> Jameis Winston. Current bust, Jameis Winston. <laughs> Crab legs himself, <laughs> Jameis Winston. But uh, ten, you is know, Tanner really that old? Are you? Yeah, he's he is. Old. He's got eight he's, children now. Yeah, he's kind of old. And two grandchildren. Two of them live in Korea. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we we just need to know who's going to take the reins as quarterback for BYU. A former quarterback, you. College one time, yeah. It used to be quarterback. You and haven't had a good one since Max Hall, though. You could argue, yeah. Shout um, out to Max Hall. Shout out to Max. Shout out. Yeah, let's give Max. <laughs> let's give. Let's give Max an achievement. Yeah. Um. So those those two things are on my mind for this upcoming BYU season. Um. There's many other things that I'd ta- like to talk about, but we don't. 
we don't have to dwell on those right now. What are you what are you thinking as far as the Cougs go this year? No, I think I think that's a good one. I think I think BYU needs to win. I think they need to gain back a lot of lost trust in the fan base that they had last year. I think they need to figure out a way to not be one of the three worst offenses in the nation. Oh, um, that offense yeah. needs a lot of work, uh, not just at the quarterback, but everywhere. I mean, at, at receiver? wide receiver. At, yeah. uh, I think the running backs have a lot to prove. The offensive, offensive line, line definitely has a lot to has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think they brought in the right guy for the job. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Grimes, new offensive coordinator, first-time offensive coordinator, but his background is as an offensive line coach. He sends guys to the NFL He came out of LSU. He's coming from LSU. Yeah, I mean, he's he he won a national championship with Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I mean, he's been all over the country. He was at BYU like 12 or 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as their offensive line coach. So I think this is the guy who, if anybody can get this offense back on track, it's Jeff Grimes. He's not necessarily a super sexy hire in a lot of ways. Again, sure. offensive line coach. Those guys, right. I love my offensive linemen, but y'all aren't going to win a sexy cat, sexy <laughs> contest anytime. Can now. I share a hot opinion right now? You know who he reminds me of? And this is way too early to tell. He reminds me of Coach Witt. Kind of a no-nonsense. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of a no-nonsense, kind of uh get-it-done kind of guy. Uh, lineman stock. Uh, you know, he's just he's just got something about him that – and I love Coach Witt. Um, so this isn't a burn on Grimes or anything. I think it's a it's – a, it's a compliment. That's a, gr- that's a great compliment to make. Yeah. That's a fantastic compliment. Uh, Grimes is obviously an offensive guy. Witt's a defensive guy. Sure. Does that matter? No. Okay. No, nah, because, uh, like, offensive-defensive guys swap all the time. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know who Jeff Grimes kind of reminds me of? Who? <laughs> Self-help guru Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins? <laughs> he kind of looks like Tony Robbins. He kind of does. A little bit. He kind of has that light. deep voice he like has, Tony Robbins. He commands a stage in a way that's very similar to Tony oh, yeah. Robbins. Uh, if you ask him a question, he'll look you directly <laughs> in the eye. Yeah. Um, and also, you just feel better about yourself after talking to Jeff Grimes. And I think that's kind of what this BYU team needs a little bit. Oh, yeah. If, if Jeff Grimes. Is somebody who can be real, but also build you up and make you feel like, yeah, yeah, I really screwed up, but now I can go out and tackle the world. Absolutely. If he can get, kind of like how Tony Robbins has helped millions of Americans get their shiz together. If Jeff Grimes can do that with our offensive line and BYU's offense, ah. Success. I would love it. Success. Great. Yeah, success. So uh, BYU offensive coordinator Tony Robbins looking at a uh, big-time improvement, self-improvement, if you will, with the Cougar football team. Their season starts uh, this September. September 1st. September 1st, First on game. the road at Arizona. But, of course, our season starts a week from Saturday with the BYU football preview yeah three straight weeks of football previews and we're even gonna get great we're even gonna get a little bit of a weber state and southern utah oh yeah afterwards shout out to you mckay pet yeah gotta give him some love for sure yeah definitely watch Uh, our show download our app yeah but that's our show for now thank you once again hemahe mui junior for joining me on the ksl.com campus report podcast it was a pleasure yeah we'll be back for more find us on itunes find us on spotify 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 find us on spotify uh, Instagram.com slash KSL Sports. And in the meantime, we'll catch you guys on the flip side.
All right. That's a wrap. Thanks, guys.